Man Talk Around the Watering Hole is brought to you by the Patriarchy. Ladies, leave the room, start some dinner, and allow the conspiracy to continue. Welcome to Man Talk Around the Watering Hole. I'm your host, Pat Vermankson. With me, as always, Chuck Thomas. Hey there, fellas. Today, we're talking about Islam. So you pretty much already know our stance on Islam if you listen to the God episode. But we got a little bit more to say about it. The reason I think that people stick with Islam versus people who are maybe born with it uh, people convert and then stick to it. The reason I think that is, is because man's capacity for evil is infinite. Now, I know it's so-called hate speech to attack Islam, but I would argue that it's justified. Second of all, we are attacking, you have to remember, we are attacking a religion and not a race. I don't give a fuck how much Muslims cry racism at that. Which is, a, which is a big problem, I think, is that liberals, I think, fall for that, uh, that red herring where the, the, the Muslims cry racism and they go, you're right, it is racism. And it's like, no, it's, it's religionism. Well, I've got uh, two friends that are Iranian, and, and uh, one of them was a roommate. Uh, um, he was from the city of Shiraz, which is the Jewish city. Who's, and they, these guys are both very progressive for a Muslim. They have integrated into American society. They are the rarities. Uh, one of them was named Muhammad and goes by Mo because he doesn't want to make people uncomfortable, which I think is funny because he's 5'2", and if he had an axe, he wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but the point I wanted to mention, sure. there's a comedian that, that says this, and uh, I think they've adopted it along with this smoking hot chick I work with who is apparently Iranian. I haven't realized. Ooh. Uh, but they all refer to themselves as Persian. Oh, yeah. No, I, I knew about that. We are not Arabic. We are Persian. Not not Iranian. They, they, and they say they are Iranian, but they actually differentiate between the nationality and ethnicity, which so many Americans can't fucking comprehend. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do that for a very good reason, too, because we're, we're enemies with Iran. So uh, Iranian will have a natural stigma to it. Persian might not trigger people. Well, well the, the funny thing is how many people probably aren't smart enough to realize that Asia, or I'm sorry, that Persia and uh, Iran are pretty much the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Iranian uh, uh, power structure is, I believe, just based directly from... The Ottoman Empire, like I, I think they were the powerhouse. But uh, regardless, the comedian uh, says, uh, "No, no, 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 no. Think of me as Persian. You know, like the kitty. Wow. <laughs> nice. It's very disarming. I love it's that. Very disarming. That's the, cute. The chick I work with that <laughs> is Persian is smoking hot. And there was a girl I went to college with that was uh, Zoroastrian. Ah, yes. Which yes. is very uncommon. I think it's really only in Iran. But holy shit, was she hot? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Zoroastrianism. Once again, we've we've talked about this before and addressed it on the show. But I believe that was uh, Freddie Mercury's family's religion, and he was buried when he when he died. He was buried as a, a Zoroastrian. And uh, some people will argue that it has some of the the it's the ancestor to some of the Christian 
mythology, which yeah, that's fine. That well, what I hear is that it's the first monotheism, and I think that's true. Uh, it, ha- it shares some things with like Horus from Egypt and so on and so forth. There was something you said earlier. Uh, we had a post a few months ago about letting a fox into the hen house mm-hmm. and expecting it to behave, something like that. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of backlash, right? And uh, one of the things which I thought was a stupid argument was they were like, well, that's a coyote in the picture, not a fox. Okay. If that's where your hang-up is, I think you're missing the point of the meme. But the important one was the guy that was uh, was pitching a fit about how Islam is actually very tolerant and is wonderful and tried to accuse us of racism and every other thing. And you picked up on something that I didn't. He did not say convert. He said revert. And I had never heard that until you brought it up. It's right. probably worth you explaining it real quick because I don't think most people are familiar with it. Right, right. Well, uh, to to bring up that aspect of, of religion, uh, Muslims think that everybody is born Muslim. And so people who are outside of the religion have converted, so to speak, to a different religion, according to them. And people who convert to Islam thus have reverted to Islam really because they were they were born believing that and it's it's just like the screwed up reality of the situation they were born in that has made them different from let's say the one true religion because I'm sure they'll they'll gladly refer to themselves as that I thought it was interesting and it and it helps explain what this guy was trying to do but he tried to badger us with uh just hitting us with intolerance and intolerance. And, and at the one point in time, he threatened me in a sideways way. And I thought that was interesting. Because as soon as he was losing and realized that that trying to accuse us of racism just isn't going to get very far, went exactly right away to violence. The funny thing is that he called us racist. And he, he was white himself, wasn't he? Yes. That was interesting, uh, and I'm all. It's always interesting when white people convert to Islam. I I just don't understand it. I don't understand the thinking behind it. Uh, I think I personally think that these people are crazy, all of them. Um, but we'll we'll get to a little bit more of that uh, later on in this episode. But you know, one thing we also have to address is that uh, a common misconception amongst liberals. Um, and you'll hear it all the time if you if you argue with them regularly, is that um, the First Amendment does not protect hate speech. This is absolutely wrong. Hate speech is actually the first thing the First Amendment protects. And the reason for that is, is because nobody wants to take away Mr. Rogers' right to free speech. Okay, even even if you were against the First Amendment and you said we got to take away speech from some people, you would probably give Mr. Rogers a pass. And I'm not saying a pass for saying bad things, but Mr. Rogers has probably never said a bad thing in his life or or a thing that could be deemed offensive, let's say, uh, because that's what it's really all about is is who are you offending? Who are you potentially offending and so on and so forth? Um, and that's, that's, that's another aspect of it, by the way, is potential offense, which is even more ridiculous to legislate on because you're, you're basing it on offense that somebody else could feel. And the fact that you presume to know how they could feel 
is like it's even more presumptuous than saying you know how they feel right now, which is already very presumptuous as it is. But um, it's it's pretty thin. But the 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 thing that's scary is it's not just that they're doing that. It it opens the door for them to do it arbitrarily. Right, right, and and that's that's the whole reason the First Amendment was was set up. Actually, it was it, it is literally the right to say something that could be deemed offensive by. A certain person, certain people, group of people, the government, anybody. It is. It is an absolute right. Um, it is. I mean, it is a right in the ultimate sense. It's not a commodity. It is something that is there to protect you from the government specifically, and it, it protects you also from. Um, uh, unjust consequences from other people. You know, other people might get mad at what you say and step out of line and punch you. They'll still face consequences for assault for doing that. So you're you're still facing the consequences for what you say, and they're still facing the consequences for what they do. They have the, uh, you. The attempt here is to preserve free speech as best as possible for everyone. There's, a, there's an interesting thing I've noted, uh, and I talk about it with math a lot, right, where uh, a lot of people struggle with math as, as uh, juveniles, as, as teenagers, and, uh, and I think it's because they get taught really piss fucking poorly when they're in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade, and no one really opens the door and explains to them how things work, but they give them this, this arbitrary set of values, and they say, this is the way it always is. And then the next year, you get told, well, this is how it actually is. And then the next year, and they keep realigning how math works in your mind, right? So by the time these kids are 10 or 12 years old, they've been told so many different things that math doesn't make sense to them at all. You know, A, B, C has a value that you can find, but you were told in first grade that you can never have letters in it. Hmm. You know, I mean, uh, they, they keep realigning how it works. Aiden, when he was little, uh, everything with feathers was a bird. And so when I started teaching him, he just called everything a bird. And when I started trying to teach him that's a chicken, that's a crow, I had to go, that is a chicken bird, that is a crow bird. Mm -hmm. And after two or three days of that, he understood, like, oh, we're further defining it. These types there of birds. Was, there was a bridge, right? We have that problem with, with a lot of explanations in English, right? And one of these is what hate speech is. And the, the piss poor, and this is a roundabout way to get to it, the piss poor way that it's explained to you when you're in first or second or third grade is that, well, free speech doesn't let you yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. and we, That isn't fucking true. I'm, that I'm completely glad. completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a problem with it for a couple of reasons. One, you are allowed to do it if there's a fire or if there were some other emergency. Uh, if if uh, what we, we teach women is if you are being sexually assaulted, it is OK to yell fire because people will respond to that for whatever fucking reason that they want to uh, other cries for help. If you yell fire, it will galvanize people. But that would be protected right there. But if you were to yell fire in a crowded theater and it results in injuries, could just be financial injuries too, I believe, not a physical injury. Uh, you have, uh, I believe it's 
you have produced some type of liability in it, right? Mm -hmm. You have broken the law for other reasons. Also, free speech does not cover you uh, a call to arms or a call to threaten people. So you mm -hmm. cannot say, you and I were talking about this a few minutes ago, uh, uh, you cannot say someone should go to mini AOC's house and uh, burn the house down. Right. We were going to we were going to talk about that because that just recently happened is that she's been shut down by liberals. Again, the, the party of tolerance here They are you know, uh, she's been shut down by liberals threatening, directly threatening her. The and doxing her, and we're we're having it. We were having a discussion with fans on the thread, and one fan, I'm glad he said this, is that doxing is a call to arms for people to instigate property damage or any other type of uh, harassment or um, intimidation or any anything else like that. You do not publish somebody's information with the intent of just saying, "Hey." This is out there, you know. Doxing and swatting. We're, we're not stupid. We weren't born yesterday, you know. We know what you're fucking doing. Doxing and I hope you feel proud of yourself. Are, are horrible fucking things that are modern. And it, yeah, they, they yeah. do not something that existed just a few years ago. Right. Swatting's actually exist, uh, resulted in people being killed. And if for those who don't know what swatting is, typically it's from uh, playing video games and some asshole gets pissed at someone else and they will call in. They, they will spoof a phone call to 911 and, and call in a SWAT bus on somebody else's house. Mm -hmm. And it's resulted in the deaths of people. So that makes swatting actually super illegal right now, which is kind of interesting. We actually we had to make that a thing because of that happening, you know, before a certain certain time that never happened. Um but I think that's you humanity. And I, you and I talk about the uh, the tendency for police officers to sometimes overreact or act emotionally, and the need to to get ahead of some of these problems. I mean, the the amount of times that you've heard a SWAT team goes in through the wrong door and and assaults or kills someone that that was the neighbor of the house they were supposed to uh, breach. You know, uh, some some of those things where they get. You know, they put the cart before the horse. You know, I uh, obviously, especially after the Florida high school shooting, it's such a concern for active shooters. I actually did the maps for my area for three schools, four schools, actually, because two are sitting next to each other on how to do an active shooter map and actually get it set up. And it'll also work for other emergencies, but it helps you set up the entrance or let's, let's say it. In a more technical sounding way, ingress and egress mm -hmm. of emergency services. It keeps uh, citizens out. It sets up a few things to, to turn a little bit of order uh, into, out of this chaos. It's a difficult thing to do. It doesn't always work. But it, it, we, we put co cops into a very tough situation and always expect them just to react off the cuff correctly. And we have this huge expectation that they're going to do it right every time. And they don't, which means we need to pull back a little bit on how we, we do these things. It's the argument I was making to get rid of some pet crimes and everything else. But I'm way off in the weeds right now. Right, right. Uh, once again, the subject of the episode is Islam, and we're talking about the Koran and stuff like that. Speaking of which, the Koran is a pack of absolute lies, more evil than Mein Kampf, 
Another fact, more Muslims love Hitler than any other religion in the, in the world. And another fact, Hitler in turn was in awe of the capacity for evil of Muslims. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Quran does have some hippy-dippy peace and love shit. But Muhammad didn't decide to be a peaceful, hippy-dippy love guy for his whole life. Unfortunately, he became a pedophile warlord fuckhead. Instead, got revelations later that contradict that peace, love, hippy-dippy bullshit. And those contradictions stand due to the law of abrogation, which states that later revelation takes precedence over earlier revelation when it contradicts that. So, there may be stuff in the Quran that is good. Unfortunately, it has all been abrogated out of the Quran afterwards. I was arguing with uh, Aiden's grandfather the other day that I don't think charity is something that's really supported in any religion. Charity immersed quite the way that it is in Christianity. Because mm-hmm. Christianity is more like do it for everybody. Uh, I, I think with Islam, any good deed that you're supposed to be doing when they refer to charity is towards other Muslims, not towards anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very important distinction that it's uh, you know seven times the, the population of Christians is the pool that we are pulling from on that. It is the 7.7 billion people on the planet, not just other Christians, that you're supposed to take care of. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, people also know, by the way, <laughs> I, I can't believe how often I come across this argument, but the Quran comes from the Bible. You know, that may be true, but the shit that makes perfect sense in the context of the Bible makes no sense in the Quran. I'll give you an example. Jesus says it's easier for a rich man... Uh, it's it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. Well, Muhammad doesn't take that approach. He doesn't take the context of that being a condemnation of the rich people around him. He just says, this will happen, this will happen, and this will happen before the camel passes through the eye of the needle. So in other words, he's suggesting that there is going to be an eventual point where the camel will pass through the eye of the needle. And by that point, supposedly all of Revelation in his fucked up mind will be fulfilled and the end times will come. So that's why the UAE is building a skyscraper shaped like a needle. Exactly. But there's no such thing as a good good Muslim in the world. Either they're all complete fucking assholes who would ask for the right to never have anything offensive said to them, or they're fucking liars. They're also insane. Just look at Sinead O'Connor and Lindsay Lohan. They are a couple of insane white bitches. The fact that they endorse Islam are more reasons against Islam than they are for Islam. They are reasons why it doesn't work. They're hopelessly insane to the point where they belong more in a mental institution than to any mosque. There is no such thing as a Muslim friend if you're a Christian or you're a Jew. The Quran specifically forbids Muslims to be friends with Christians and Jews. How much can you trust these assholes? Again, if you don't believe me, read the Quran yourself. More on how Muslims treat, treat Christians from Chuck. Well, the, one of the things I bring up pretty regularly is people will mention that 
the Christians have done all of the things that Muslims do. Yeah, all right. During the Middle Ages, it's no longer the Middle Ages for Christianity. It apparently still is for Islam. You know, you can go on to YouTube and find dozens and dozens of videos where ISIS and numerous other Islamic groups and countries will cover prisoners of war with gasoline and set them on fire. We'll put them on a cage and drop them into a pool. They will uh, behead them. They will teach their 10-year-old children to shoot them in the head and execute them. These are horrific things that are common throughout Islam. In, in the counts of thousands of, of people a year, you don't see that in Christianity. We don't do that anymore. And when it has been done, it's universally condemned. This is not something that is common in the Western world any longer, except Islamic people and countries. And and, and you can take the example of Hitler. We're saying the, there's a connection between Hitler and Islam. Absolutely. And he was condemned throughout the Western world. He's the most hated person, and he wasn't even the most evil. Uh, I think Stalin was more evil than Hitler was. Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong. They're, they're both worse. They're all, they're all three awful human beings. I mean, it's like trying to pick up a turd from the clean end when we're having this argument, right? Right, it's, right. They're shitty. All of them are shitty. But it's a, it's amazing what socialism's done in the 20th century. Amazing in how many people it's killed. And uh, I, I find it incredibly shocking how violent Islam is, and the people who are the most likely to be victimized by it, women, are arguing for Islamists. Islamists to come to their country, they're the ones who are the most likely to be raped, uh, beaten, and killed. Not me. I'm the reason why people lock their fucking doors at night. You know, I'm 6'3 and 300 pounds. Mug me. I fucking dare you. Yeah. Oh, and the truth is that Islam ultimately, I mean, people, people have asked, why are these people such a bunch of fucking bastards, right? Well, the truth is that Islam is actually in no way a part of our covenant with God. And when I say our, I'm referring to Christians and Jews. The Jewish covenant with God is the one established by Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. And uh, that, that covenant lives on. And then the covenant was established for everybody else who wants to believe by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallowed be thy name right hand of God in heaven, Lord of the Andals, first of the seven kingdoms, and ruler, rightful rightful ruler of Gondor. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm making the sign of the cross on myself here. You can't see that. Spectacles, testicles, pocket watch. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they, they aren't. They're they're not connected with Abraham. You know, they're 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 broken bastards. Which is why you know imperatives that that come through Christianity don't get preserved or come through Islam, like the imperative to be thankful, or um, or the you know the imperative to uh, to forgive others. These aren't these aren't found in the Quran. The Quran. And Islam is not a turn turn the other cheek religion, and the reason, of, uh, as anybody can can point out, if you if you've made a good study of the Bible, is because God specifically said, "I'm not establishing a covenant with Ishmael and his kids," which is the lineage that Muslims claim. They claim a lineage to Abraham through 
Ishmael. The problem is Ishmael is a bastard son, and his his line was broken at the point that he was forced to to shun away both Hagar and him and himself being Ishmael um, from Sarah, Abraham's wife, and Sarah because Sarah was worried that Ishmael would usurp the throne from Isaac who is Abraham's legitimate son. So that's that's the claim I have to these people is that they don't have an earthly father to follow like Christians and Jews do. And so they act out in in very bad ways and they have very bad things and they 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 don't write very moral things in their book for for all of these reasons I believe. They they they've thrown away a lot of the morality of of Judaism and Christianity. You know, there are there are over 600 laws in the Bible. There are not anywhere close to 600 laws in the in the Quran. There are some laws, don't get me wrong. The they are not moral imperatives. They're just saying, "Hey, if you do this, this will happen to you. If you steal, We'll cut off your hand. By the way, Muslims don't actually follow that because they know they'd be they'd be hobbling half their population by doing that. So even Muslims don't all the way believe, or at least they don't practice the points of the Quran that tell them what to do. And the Quran, uh, once again, it, it is a book that is all about the law. It's all about Sharia. Sharia translates to law. So saying Sharia law is being a little redundant. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true that that Sharia law is is redundant. Uh, it, it's definitely more accurate just to say Sharia. Period. Um, but you know, this, this 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 that's another problem with Islam is that it fully preys on a young man's sense of entitlement, and I think the problem is is young men who don't have father in their lives. Um, uh, these are the men, I think, who feel the most entitlement in society. They usually feel that they're left out the most, that they don't have the things other people have, and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, unfortunately, this thing grows to enormity and and results in, in mass shootings committed by both Muslims and, and white men as well. Uh, not, not anybody has a, has a full monopoly on that or anything, but... Um, Often follow Households, though that, that's right, right, and in Christianity, there is a huge connection between your father and our father, right, and, and that's uh, that's what Christianity and Judaism are all about: are establishing they establish the earthly father through Abraham, Moses, Jesus, uh, Jesus, maybe not the father, but but they establish a heavenly father for those who don't have a father in their lives. And this is, this is exactly why, um, actually, uh, and Dennis Prager gets into this very eloquently. This is why, uh, God is portrayed as a male figure. So that way they can be the father figure in those lives to the boys who don't have fathers. And the reason for that is, is because men's behavior needs more curvature than women's behavior. It's men who, who admittedly commit more of the violent crimes, who do more of the murders, who do more of the things that get you put in jail, okay? The, the prison population is something like 94% men, 6% women, okay? That's, that's ridiculous. Which in part is because women get lesser sentences and women are less capable of violence. Yeah, yeah. I think, so. I think women are more violent. They're more unreasonable. Uh, they lash out more. 
but when you outweigh someone by 60 pounds, it, the, the, the difference between 10 or 15 or 20 pounds in boxing between two professionals is profound. Mm -hmm. And then you add that, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, and it's a man versus a woman. You it's add a lot the, easier to defend yourself. Right. You're adding that to the men in both in terms of tallness, in terms of bulk of muscle, and especially in terms of just bone density alone, which is exactly why training shouldn't be allowed in sports. You know, that's fucking ridiculous to put uh, in the MMA somebody whose bone density is maybe half that of somebody else because they were uh, they lived 30 years as a man and just decided in the last six months to be a woman. Right. That's fucking ridiculous. Is, is shaving down their fucking five o'clock shadow before they step out into the octagon. Maybe it's not fucking fair. The uh, it's, it's just an incredible thing to me that that makes sense to anybody right right so but anyways well as we were saying this unfortunately this islam kind of swoops in and and capitalizes on that sense of entitlement and i think that's why people defect to isis and become terrorists and etc 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 i mean it's no different than gangs huh it's no different than gangs right it's no different than gangs and and, and the one of the connections you made earlier that we can we can see with the kind of the terroristic element uh shooters School shooters, especially, are very often fatherless. Right. These are people who do not have the direction of a father. They, they had a mother. Look how it worked out. Right. And people who are in prison, male or female, are very, very often fatherless. Right. And, and, and again, the targeting is very purposeful in both cases. Gangs or, you know, far, uh, far racist supremacists or, or ISIS or any, any other terrorist terroristic group, Al-Qaeda or the Taliban or whatever, you know? I mean, 72 dark-haired virgins, virgins, excuse me, don't have the same appeal to women as they do to men, no matter how much their breasts resemble pears. And again, this is, this is not a quote from the Quran, by the way. That's, uh, that's from the Hadiths. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, in Islam, they become, they've become so, uh, they're so perverted that some of the women still do those terrorist acts, even though presumably that wouldn't be of any interest to them whatsoever. Pear tits, I guess that's better than banana tits. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mildly, mildly, because pears are lumpy and gross, right? You look at those titties, you think, uh, ah, that's cancer. It's but cancer. You would look at pear tits versus banana tits and go like, I'll go with the pears. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, so maybe that that was his point was that I'll give you better titties than banana titties because they probably didn't have bras yet. It probably been banana titties. He's probably literally it's probably just a bra advertisement, right? <laughs> Remember, gentlemen, a vote for the Quran is a vote for pear titties. This has been a watering hole production. No unicorns were hurt during the recording of this production. Some feelings were, but that's okay, because they're about as real as those unicorns. For memes and bonus content, join us at facebook.com slash mtatwh. These are the gentlemen of Man Talk, signing off. Godspeed. Godspeed.